Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. All right, today we want to talk about the gifts that keep on giving, the gifts that keep on giving. And uh, no, I'm not talking about a one-year membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Go ahead and show that. There we go. All right, can you name that movie? Name that movie with one picture, huh? There it is. There it is, all right? That there, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward, that it is indeed. <clears throat> so the Jelly of the Month Club, no, we're not talking about that. The gifts that keep on giving and giving and giving. Today we're talking about spiritual gifts. We're continuing to talk about the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the spiritual gifts. Last week we got to see some great demonstrations of God just working through individuals to bring words uh, prophetic utterances and God encouraging and reaffirming the body of Christ. And that's what spiritual gifts are. They're gifts that keep on giving. They're not gifts that we just hold on to. Oh, look how spiritual I am. But they're gifts that God's given to us, to the body of Christ, to bless his body, to bless his people. And so that's what we're, we're looking at today. Paul, Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians 14. says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. All right, pursue love, you know, go after relationships, you know, be nice to people, be friendly, you know, establish connections with people. But as you're doing that, earnestly desire, go after spiritual gifts, go after the things that are going to build up the body of Christ, all right? They're going to build up his body, whether it's prophetic utterances, whether it's praying for someone and seeing them healed, it's a word of wisdom, it's a word of knowledge, and we're going to look at those in the, probably in the weeks to come. So, But today we're just going to just focus in on a few verses here, but pursue love, earnestly desire. If you say, well, you know, spiritual gifts, that was for then, that's not for now, or that's for, you know, for certain people. No, Paul says, pursue love and earnestly desire. Go after it. Pray. God, you know, maybe if you've never operated that way, maybe you never felt God using you that way, well, pray that God would, you know, honor his word. Say earnestly desire, eagerly desire. He knows your heart. His, if your heart is to serve and to be a blessing to others, God's going to give you a great gift to use for his body. All right. If you have the motivation, though, I just want to look really cool and spiritual, then, you know, maybe God's not going to gift you that way. But if you're eagerly desiring that with the right motive, the right heart, God wants to use you in a powerful way. But the thing is about these gifts, too, is his mercy. Sometimes people with the wrong motive, sometimes people even with the wrong, you know, life, you know, God still uses, you know, and we're going to look at that as well today. These are grace. These are gifts of God's grace to his body. Would you bow your heads and pray as we just discover more about these gifts today? Jesus, we love you today. Thank you for this day. And I just pray that you'd help us to hear your word, to put it into practice, and to be a blessing to your body. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Gifts that keep on giving. 1 Corinthians 12, go ahead and open your Bibles. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul says this. Now concerning Spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed, or the NIV says ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. 
So the first thing we're looking at that God doesn't want us to be uninformed. He doesn't want us to, to be ignorant when it comes to spiritual gifts. He doesn't want us to lack knowledge when it comes to spiritual gifts. He relates it to, to our lives and to their lives when they were pre-saved. When they, before they gave their lives to Christ, they were chasing all kinds of weird things, you know? Can you remember your life before Jesus and the things that you chased? You know, and the reason you chase them, sometimes you didn't even know why. You just, everyone else was doing it. I'm going to chase after that too, whatever that is. And in their instance, it was these idols. And you say, well, that was then. We don't have idols today. Well, you don't have idols today? (laughs) Sometimes anything we put higher than God becomes an idol, all right? It could be a relationship. It could be, you know, it could be good things that we just say, you know what? This is more important than God. It could be a career. It could be, you know, I mean, it could be money, it could be all kinds of, it could be sports, you know, it could be all kinds of things. Whatever we put ahead of God, our job, our careers, all that, that becomes an idol. So Paul says, before you were saved, you were chasing after idols, you were worshiping idols, you did all kinds of wacky things, you were led astray, and he says, you know what, when you're following Christ, I don't want you to be uninformed. I want to teach you, I want to give you instruction. And so the Word of God gives us instruction on spiritual gifts, all right? So if you're curious about what God's word says, read his word. Read 1 Corinthians 12. Read 1 Corinthians 14. Read Romans 8. Read Romans 12. There's all these scriptures about the spiritual gifts that God has given to his body. So these uh, spiritual gifts are special God-given abilities, desires, empowerments that God has given to his body to build up his church. That's why Jesus says, you know what, I'm going away, but it's good that I go away so that the helper can come. Jesus has sent his helper. His name is the Holy Spirit, all right? God, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person of the Trinitarian Godhead. He's not just an it. Some people, uh, this is Star Wars time, you know, some people refer to the Holy Spirit as like a, we think he's like a force or an it or a, you know, he's a person. He is a person of the Godhead and he is here to help us. So seek after the gifts of the Holy Spirit and help that that he would use you to build up, encourage and edify the body of Christ. Spiritual gifts were a major part of the early church, all right? As you read through scriptures, you can see that the the body of Christ in the early church, they were operating in spiritual gifts, all right? So it's kind of out of the ordinary today if we don't operate in spiritual gifts, you know? We need to be Bible-minded. We need to be kingdom-minded. And um, let's continue on. Verse 3, Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. All right, so this is what Paul's saying. True spiritual gifts always exalt, always honor Jesus as Lord. All right, let me say that again. True spiritual gifts always exalt and always honor Jesus as Lord. So if you sense someone is using a gift that's not honoring to Jesus, that's not exalting Jesus, then you know what? It's probably not from the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says to test or discern the gifts and the spirit that that God gives to his church. So true spiritual gifts will always exalt, always honor Jesus as Lord. So if you hear someone preaching that Jesus isn't Lord or there's another way of salvation or this, you know, that's not from God. That's not from the Holy Spirit. And uh, so we need to test and know what that is. So 
1 Corinthians 12, let's continue verses 4 through 6. And these are the verses we want to focus in on for a few minutes. Now there are varieties. Say varieties. All right. It's just like ice cream. There's a varieties of flavors. There's varieties of gifts. All right. We all have our favorite flavors, right? Well, God's given us all kinds of different gifts. There are varieties of gifts. All right. The Greek there is charisma. I'm going to do a little Greek uh, today. I don't usually do that, but uh, this is important. So now there are varieties of gifts. One word, charisma, but the same spirit. All right. That's a part of the Godhead spirit, the Holy Spirit. There are varieties, say varieties, of service. All right. That's the Greek word, diakonia, but the same Lord, kurios. That's another name for God. There's the, the pneuma spirit. There's a kurios for Lord. And then it goes for the third. And there are varieties, say varieties, varieties. of activities. All right. Energema. But it is the same God. Another word used, theos there, who empowers. And that those two words are, are connected, activities and powers. So the same God who acts and works through you is the same God who's empowering those gifts. It says, through all, in every one. So much that God's saying through these uh, three verses. There's varieties of gifts. There's varieties of service. There's varieties of activities. If you think Christianity is boring, then we probably not are, are probably not doing it right. All right. So God's given us varieties of gifts, varieties of service, varieties of activities. So you say, well, you know, kind of following Christ is kind of boring. Well, we need to discover what God has for us. All right. Maybe we've just been so focused on ourselves or so focused on one way of doing it that we we've neglected the way that God's designed us to be to operate in his giftings, to operate in his activities, to operate in his in the service unto the body of Christ. So let's let's break these apart for a few moments and then we're going to eat uh, eat some lunch. Who's hungry today? I don't want to hear any amens. You still got about 15 minutes so you can be hungry, all right? <clears throat> and it's, I'll tell them, like my kids, I'll tell, it's based on your behavior today, all right? So just kidding. Yes, it is. That's right. That's right. Number one, just bring it home. Spiritual gifts are gifts of God's grace. Charisma, that's that first word there. Spiritual gifts are gifts of God's grace charisma his grace it's a gift from god you can't earn it you can't be good enough and finally you reach a stage and okay god says oh finally he's mature enough or finally she's mature enough i'm going to give him this gift no it's a gift of his grace someone shout amen someone dance hallelujah hallelujah huh man because you know what i wouldn't be up here preaching if it wasn't for grace right i don't deserve to be up here preaching i shouldn't be up here but god works through Vessels, You know, we're broken. We're, we're people who need Jesus. We need his forgiveness. We need his grace. And God works through us. I love this scripture, Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. All right? The sin, the wage that well, we, we earn because of our sin, we deserve death. But the charisma, the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin is death. What we deserve is death because of our sin, but the charisma, the the gift, the spiritual gift, if you would, of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ or in Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is good news. That's something to say hallelujah about and do a little dance again. Spiritual gifts are gifts 
of his grace. So if you're sitting there and say, well, you know, God would never use me. You know, I'm just not good enough. I'm not that. I didn't go to Bible school. I don't know enough scripture. And you can just say, you know what? Now you know, God can use you. If you're following Jesus, if you've asked him to forgive you and you're doing your best to follow him, you know, God can use you. God can work through you. You know, if God can use a donkey in the Old Testament, I'm sure he can use someone like me without hair, you know? So, but I hear baldness is a blessing, huh? I try to tell my kids, they say, you don't have any hair. I said, I have a lot of hair. They're just little, little bitties hairs. If God can use a bald guy, he can use you, all right? Number two, spiritual gifts are designed to serve others. Spiritual gifts are designed to serve others. They're a gift of God's grace. They're designed not for you, but they're designed for others to bless the body of Christ. Serve others. Diakonia. Acts chapter 6 is probably the best picture of what that looks like. Go ahead and turn there. Acts chapter 6. It's beginning to smell a lot like Christmas. Acts chapter 6. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. All right, they're handing out food. They're helping the widows. And some of them didn't get enough food. They didn't get food. And the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said, it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and all these Greek words, Greek names. They set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. He says, we need to preach the word. We don't need to be serving. We don't have time to serve tables, all right, diakoni, this idea of service. And so they raised up those in the body of Christ that could do that so that they could focus their time and energy on preaching the word. And they raised up servants, deacons, if you will. We get that word deacon from. If you are on our board, you are a deacon. You know, you are a diaconia. You are a servant. Your design is not to have, you know, I'm a deacon or I'm a board member. You're designed to serve the body of Christ. All right, so God's given each of us gifts and those gifts are Our design, the purpose, the direction is to serve others. So last week, just take that for example, as people were operating in the spiritual gifts, whether we prayed for healing. I know Jess was up here praying for others. That was a service to others. Someone was standing and giving a a prophetic utterance that was in service to the body of Christ. Someone were giving encouraging word. I I told Jack the other night at Bible study, I said, man, Jack, I appreciate you. You always have something encouraging to say to someone, very affirming. You know, if someone has a question or someone gives an answer, he's the first to say, you know what, that's a great question. Or man, I hadn't thought about it that way. Or, you know, many times Sunday mornings I get down and he's the first to say, hey, pastor, that blessed me. And just, he has this, this gift of 
wanting to bless and encourage others. So the spiritual gifts that God's given to us, it's not to hold on to ourselves. It's not to, to get those badges all over us, but it's, it's to serve the body of Christ. It's a gift of his grace. It's designed to serve others. And number three, spiritual gifts come from God alone. Come from God alone. Paul says this word twice in that verse, two, two versions of it. He says it's the activities, and God is the one, the verbal form of that. He is working. He is acting through the gifts that he's given to his body. So God works supernaturally through his people. Let me say that again. God works supernaturally through his people. These spiritual gifts come only from him. We are not the source. You know, we can't, we can't drum it up in our head and just do it. And, you know, God does it through us. You know, there's times where God's given us maybe a word of wisdom. We, we had no idea someone was going through something and, and God le- leads us to pray for something specific. And they're like, how'd you know that? Well, I didn't know that. The Holy Spirit, you know, just said, pray for this in their life, you know, speak over this over their life. And man, that's happened many times. You know, I didn't know how to pray for someone. And I just, you know, God just said, pray this specific or say this word to them. And it, it occurred that it, it built them up. And so it comes from God, not from ourselves, not from our intellect, not from that we studied hard enough and, and that happened. God works through us. His gifts come from him alone. Isn't that good news? Man, I hope this takes the burden off of spiritual gifts. Maybe you walked in thinking, well, spiritual gifts, they're really hard and complicated and complex, and I had to spend my whole life studying in order to be used. No, God, they're his grace, all right? Start with that. It's not because of you anyways. It's for others, and it comes from him. So he's going to help you. He's going to do it. It's all him, his free gift, and he's going to use you to bless someone else. Isn't that encouraging today? I hope you I hope you leave encouraged and have a full belly with food today. All right. We're getting close. We're getting real close. You guys are doing great. I might even cut it a little bit shorter. Your behavior has been excellent today. I really appreciate that. So let's look at verse seven. I think I have it up here. Verse seven. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Now look at this, the manifestation. What does that mean? It's the, the outward evidence. It's, it's, it's seeing with your own eyes that God is real, that God's working, you know. It's just a powerful part of spiritual gifts. When God's working and, and moving, you sense his presence, you sense he's real, you sense he's there. And Paul even says there's certain gifts that God uses to help unbelievers recognize there is a God, you know. God must be real. If he's working this way supernaturally, you know, he must be real. So God gives, he manifests himself. He, he, he displays himself. He gives evidence, outward evidence of who he is through the spirit. And it's for our common good. It's for your good. It's for my good. So don't be scared of spiritual gifts. You know, don't be like, oh, that's scary. Or, you know, I don't understand it. No, it's for your good. God wants to use you. He wants to use others, and it's for his honor. It's for his glory, but it's ultimately, it's for your good. It's to help you grow closer. It's to help you understand more. It's to help you be encouraged in your walk with the Lord. They are a great benefit 
to the body of Christ. Spiritual gifts are like supernatural tools that God has given us to help us carry out the mission that he has called us to, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and building his body. And Jesus promised that he would never leave us, he would never forsake us, that his spirit is with us, helping us. He's there, right there, enabling us and empowering us to do what he's called us to do and to be who he's called us to be. Almighty God has given us gifts that keep on giving. Would you bow your heads and let's pray today. Jesus, we thank you today. We thank you for the gift of spiritual gifts, the, the charisma of God. Lord, the diakonia, those, those activities that you want to use us to serve someone else, the, the working of God through our lives. Jesus, help us to realize, help us to discover that these gifts come from you alone. They're a gift of your grace. They're designed to bless others. And Lord, that you want to do that work through us. Help us to be those vessels who are open, who are receptive, who are humble to say, you know what, it's not about me. It's about stepping out in faith. It's about being obedient. It's about seeing the body of Christ be built up, seeing lost people come to Christ, seeing people discipled in their faith. We thank you for it, Jesus. Lord, I pray for each of us today, Lord, that we would eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, that we would go after, we would chase after you with all of our hearts. Maybe today you've never, you, you just never felt like you operated with a spiritual gift. You never operated that way. And that's your desire. That's your hunger to say, God, use me. God, fill me, empower me by your Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be a blessing to others. God could even use you at work. Maybe he's got he's going to give you a word of wisdom for someone at your job. It doesn't have to be all freaky and say, thus saith the Lord. You can just say, hey, you know what? I was praying and God told me to tell you this. Or God asked me to pray for you about this. Or, hey, is your marriage okay? You know, God has been laying you on my heart to pray for you and your spouse, you know. How are your kids doing? You know, I've really been praying for your family. How, whatever it is, God can use you in your workplace. He can use, he can use you at, at uh, family gatherings at Christmas in your neighborhood. God can give you a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge. He can give you a, a gift of faith to believe for something. He can give you a gift of healing to see someone healed and restored. So Jesus, give us that desire to be used by you, knowing that it's a gift of your grace, knowing that it's designed to serve others and that it comes from you alone. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.